Welcome to This is 65, an interview show featuring inspiring stories from accomplished professionals. I am your host, Erin Ackenheil, and this is brought to you by Black Point Insurance, where we help Medicare beneficiaries learn about the A, B, C's, and D's of Medicare, and we help agents and brokers nationwide learn to launch, grow, and retain their businesses. Let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to This is 65. My name is Erin Ackenheil and this is brought to you by Black Point Insurance. At Black Point, we help Medicare beneficiaries nationwide learn about the A, B, C's and D's of Medicare. We also assist agents and brokers as they launch, grow and retain their businesses. Through that process, we meet some amazing individuals, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, people in their on-car careers, authors, people who are volunteering in the community and more. And as part of that, we love to feature the stories on this show, and I'm excited to bring to you our guest today. This person is so dynamic, such an interesting person, and so much fun. I'm excited that Karina Solomon has agreed to join us today. Karina is a relationship, intimacy, and style coach, and she's the author of Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over, a book that's available on Amazon. I highly recommend you get a copy. And while she's living in Colorado right now, she actually helps clients everywhere because she has a virtual system where she's able to see them and consult and assist them with all of their needs. And she's got lots of exciting things coming up. She helps individuals and couples of all ages and really gets them on a great journey and path. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you, our guest today, Karina Solomon. Karina, welcome. Hey, it's so good to be here, especially because I'm one of your clients. And now we're going to be, you know, professionals together. Exactly. We do it all together, right, Karina? It's good time. So, so Karina, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, how does a person become a relationship guru like you are? So tell uh, me the story. Uh, well, <laughs> have you heard the things we teach what we need to learn? Yeah, <laughs> true enough, right? Well, you know. I always knew I was a teacher, first of all. It always made sense for me if I learned something that I thought would be helpful, like in the old days, tying our shoes before Velcro. I don't know if you're old enough, Erin, but I certainly learned how to tie my shoes. Tie my shoes. I still wear an analog watch, et cetera. Anyway, and I thought that might be a helpful thing for my little sister to learn because it just made sense, right? I was so proud of myself at three and a half or four or whatever, and she was only one and a half. It didn't work. But I remember that was the first time trying to teach somebody something. So um, fast forward, I, you know, I, I, I credentialed elementary school teacher and middle school, and I've run all kinds of swimming programs and basically taught all kinds of things. And then fast forward after my teaching career, I moved from New England out. I went to gone to the University of Vermont and I moved out to um, San Francisco and I spent, you know, over three decades in the Bay Area and Somebody came to me in my 20s. I'd, oh, a friend of mine from the University of Vermont invited me to an introduction to a personal development class. And it was stuff that I didn't know I didn't know. And I found myself at age 27 taking a personal development class and kind of going, whoa, look at all the stuff that's outside the realms of normal education. Right. And I'd already done some pretty wild stuff. I'd already lived on a kibbutz in Israel. I'd already hitchhiked from Munich to Kathmandu between high school and college for eight and a half months, the original gap year. But, you know, so I'd always known there was stuff outside the norm. But right. to go in, into a classroom and, and learn about the stuff that was going to be so incredibly helpful for communication and relationship. So that started it. 
And because I was in the Bay Area and you're in Marin County, and there's still lots of jokes about Marin County, although Marin County pales in comparison to Boulder, Colorado, where I now am, which is like, oh, you've got to be kidding. It's on steroids of all the woo you can find here. Like, wow. The woo is wow. <laughs> but anyway, but it's so pretty here. But that said. You heard it here on This is 65. The woo is wow. <laughs> the woo is wow. You like that? And, you know, many of us at This is 65 and um, many, many of us were original hippies. We really were. I mean, oh, to have kept some of those bell bottoms, except they didn't have spandex in them. So you know, it was the same. <laughs> I but anyway, I am. Um, <laughs> so, but I was always open to learning. I've always just been a student of whatever's next. And right. I've always loved people. And then in the early, let's see, what was I doing? Oh, I know. I took, a, I was selling computers, whatever. I love the people, not the computers. But it was back in the 80s and I was selling computers and software and it was down just south of San Francisco. And I sold a bunch of computers to a guy. He was, we dated briefly and then we became really good friends and he was super good looking. And I just said to him one day, dude, please let me take you shopping. You're way better looking than you're showing up. It's like, you need help. And so <laughs> I, he said, he was from Ohio and he had just moved to San Francisco and he looked it. Okay. Right. We'll just leave it at that. So, but he was so inherently handsome, but his clothing was just like, I could hardly look. So he said, next paycheck and next paycheck, I took him shopping. And after we got him a bunch of stuff, he said, you got to come back to my place. I'm going back East for a business trip, but you got to mark what goes with what, like a little kid going to camp. <laughs> he said, I've been ridiculed all my life because I'm incredibly colorblind. And some of you uh -huh. out there listening might know that it's either one in 12 or 12%, I can't remember if it's one in 12 or one in eight men are colorblind at some level. But this guy was extremely colorblind, like, you know, didn't know what end was what, as he put it, people, if the, if the red light weren't on top, we'd all be dead. So, <laughs> but, so that, that said, I took him shopping. He went on a business and family visit trip back east from the Bay Area, came back and took this then 30-year-old to the most expensive fancy dinner she'd ever been taken to in San Francisco and was just like, oh my goodness, people wanted to know what happened to me. Did I win the lottery? And I was like, wow. And it was, right. I said, really? Just for going shopping? What, what, what would you have paid well, me for that service? You know? Exactly. You're like, hey, this could be a moneymaker. Well, well and yeah, because I, I was not liking the computers, right? right. And so he exactly. said $50 an hour. Well, in 1986, $50 an hour for me sounded really good. Yeah, and I'm sure it did. It was really good. So I just told all the people that I was selling computers to, which at that time was mostly men, this is what I do. I, I, I help men look great. That was right when dress down Fridays had become a thing, which again, we're all old enough to know better, right? It was like, right. it wasn't just suits and, and sport jackets. All of a sudden you could wear, and there was nothing in between hanging out at the gym or hanging out doing a barbecue on Saturday and fancy work clothes. So yeah. Well, anyway. the, thing, the thing I love about just in my knowing you, Karina, and everything with what you do, I mean, it's funny how it starts out with the style, right? But I think some of the work that I have seen that you've been able to do with so many, you know, and what I've been inspired by is that you really help a person be a, a new them overall, right? So it's like clutter, attitude style it all kind of plays a role and i i can one i'm in california i could use a style consult too so it's, it's not exclusive to one area or another right we all no, no, of course not. um but just tell me a little bit um about how you kind of pulled it all together right because it kind of 
it starts with something like, hey, it can be really transformative to change your clothes. And then it's like, okay, there's a lot of buckets. And to learn some of that at 27 years old, that's pretty young to be kind of getting these skills that you got at that workshop. So tell me a little bit how you tied it together to say, hey, I've got something here that it covers a lot of spokes of the well, world. Well, it, right? it's, it's, it's a journey. I mean, because the image consulting, what I realized when I start looking back at, at you know, a lot of years, like 37 years of image consulting, and it was really full tilt. I dressed somebody for the White House, somebody for the, the head of Sony. I've dressed um, little people. I've dressed, I mean, I mean, like, like you know, little, little adults, and I've dressed uh -huh. giants, six foot right. nine guy. I mean, a lot of much larger people help them feel and look better, but it was almost 90 or more percent of those people. They thought it was about the clothes, but it wasn't to your point. It was about who am I after a divorce, moving to California, transforming my life. And all of a sudden I look down and it doesn't go anymore. Who am I? And so I was always, I mean, I have my clothing, confidence and charisma workbook that I send people first now. I mean, I would just rewrite it every time and I'm like, or tell them what to do. And I'm like, no, here's a workbook. Prepare for me. Then I can come into your closet on Zoom, by the way, right. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, if need be, it's not a problem. They just prop me on Zoom. And as long as there's, you know, a, a mirror and decent lighting, we got this. Take but me on a tour um, of your closet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, um, it's, it was not much about the clothing, but as things, you know, that was 1986 in 1991, a buddy of mine invited me. Remember I told you, I was always open to learning new things. And he said, you know, I've just been invited to this workshop intro called, it's called Tantra Intimacy. And I'm wondering, I can't go unless I bring a woman because they want it to be a balance of men and women, gender balanced. And he said, may I, would you come with me? And I'm like, heck yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, and so Tell it was me rainy. About that. what did you do at this workshop? What was it, was it, all really, about? it was a rainy cold night. I remember, and it was probably 12 or 13 men and 12 or 13 women we were single. And, um, we learned a little bit about intimacy and the origins of all this stuff. And I found myself in a circle of all the men were in a circle and they said, go stand in front of the man you came with or the woman you came with or somebody we've paired you with. So all of a sudden I'm standing in front of Bob. Bob was about six, four, I'm five, six. And I was standing, you know, Bob was just a bud. And I was standing a little closer than his handshake comfortable with a business kind of friend. And I'm like, and look in this person's eyes. And I'm like, there was like nowhere to run, you know, nice. fully clothed. It wasn't sexual. I want to stress that. <laughs> but, and it was like, you know, say namaste. Now, many of you have taken yoga classes know that you greet everybody saying namaste. Well, that is a Sanskrit word for I honor the divine in you. So it's been adapted as the original roots of Tantra came from ancient India. But it's so it's I honor the divine in you. And that was the instruction. And then they would say things like, um, you know, with her permission, put your hand on her heart. So all of a sudden I have his hand here and mine over it. And again, with your eyes meeting the whole time and there's nowhere to run. Anyway, then you bowed in namaste, women step to your right. Now I'm in front of a new guy I've never seen before in my life. And so there were different instructions, again, not sexual, just intimate. And right. by the fifth or sixth station or person with instructions, I got unglued, Aaron. I mean, it was like an instruction. I think that was, we'd been standing up for a long time. Gentlemen, please sit on the floor comfortably. Women crawl into this man's lap. That weird. was so <laughs> weird and intimate 
Now I'm grateful not to be someone with a me too story. And my father uh -huh. and grandfather were totally cool. Their lap was like a safe place to be. But right. other than that, I'm five foot six. I mean, it wasn't like I've been a tiny person in people's laps. It's just wasn't. Right. And no. so this was, and stroke her hair. I was like, Ooh, and I just lost it in a, in like, I was sobbing. And the only way I can refer to that moment is it was an epiphany. And the right. epiphany was a combination of joy and grief. Right. Joy and intimacy that I had not even really peeked at and grief at what I hadn't experienced. And I was already 35 and I wanted right. a partner. It sounds, it sounds so intense. So how did this experience, how did it impact you? How did it, well, it impact me? Because I just said, I have to be here and have a lot of money. So I dove in and became a little marketing and salesperson for this group. And I met people and they became my really good friends, people, because, you know, it's like anything. If you go do what you love to do, you're going to meet people who share that value. Absolutely. 100%. Whether it's church or Tantra or poker or dancing, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? You're connecting with the common ground. It makes that's right. And so that's where I started meeting people. I met my now former husband who's a very good friend of mine and father of my stepson who I've known for 30 years, who's now in his 40s, but he was in his teens when I met him. And he has the little guys that call me Grammy. So that speaks to an amicable divorce. My, my ex and I spent a lot of time together. Actually, I was just in Novato recently because I came in for a memorial service, but it was um, so delightful to be together with the grandkids. Right. With grandpa. It was exactly. really cool. How yeah. fun is that? I love it. So, so but, but anyway, it was, um, you know, I did all that. And then when, when I got married and I spent, we spent about 18 years together, 16 of them married, but it was, um, we gave it our all. And then we were just kind of done. We were, we were right. just done. So we parted ways amicably, but it still blew up my life. Right. And I just started taking, I'd gone from Sonoma County back to Marin County, lived with some friends. And then I made my way in a bunch of road trips and found myself in San Diego, single in my late fifties, thinking I can make community. And you know, I tried, did everything I could. And at that point, I was already a coach. I should tell you, in 2001, when I owned a beautiful home in Sonoma County, my former husband and I thought, you know, when we walked in there, ooh, we can sure throw parties. We can throw not-for-profit events because we were semi-retired. And we can also do workshops. And so when one of my friends, and this is an important piece, oh, I should tell you. So I got to that Tantra thing. And then, of course, that opened my eyes even wider to a whole body of work I didn't even know I didn't even know about, which was tantric intimacy and, and enhanced sexuality and communication skills and working with Margaret Anand and Charles and Caroline Muir and David Data and just lots of people who their entire life was about the man-woman dynamic and sexuality. Morehouse over in the East Bay. Some people might have heard of One Taste, which was came out of Morehouse. So I just kept studying all this stuff because you know what? It was the most fun thing to me to learn more about intimacy and to connect with other people who also did that. So when we lived in community, it was with other people who had taken all the same courses. So we shared the communication styles and techniques wow. that just worked. I always say to people, this is the best I found. If you get something better, please share it. Otherwise, try this. Try I don't it. pretend I'm, they have all the answers, but I sure have learned a lot. Well, one thing that I, I, I really respect about you, Karina, and just you kind of touched on it there is that you have all this background and training and experience, but you've also just experienced life and you tie it all together and you really are so approachable. And so what I'm curious about is speaking of approachable, how do you get most of your clients and what's their profile? You know, 
ironically, even though, well, first of all, I've got my sexy, sassy, I'm going to show you my book, my sexy, sassy and starting over book, because it's kind of like a handbook that I wrote several years ago, because starting over is rough, man. It's, you know, even if you're in great shape with an ex, you're not in couple anymore. You blow right. it up. It's like, oh my God, I got to deal with everything on my own. It was really hard. So Karina, just tell me, you know, with all your experiences, how do you get most of your clients and what's their typical profile? Well, um, before the pandemic, I did a lot of, you know, live meetup groups. I have a meetup group called Relationship Real Talk. And as a matter of fact, since I'm new to Boulder, uh, I should be talking to a woman tonight who just came to one of my groups. I just put it on the meetup platforms, Eventbrite, all that. And I'm doing some live events because I'm new in town. Um, one of the most precious things is people like yourself or other people get to know me a little bit, refer people to me. They're like, oh my gosh, you're just starting over. You should talk to Karina. Oh my gosh, you've got libido things or hormone things or all the things that we as older women go through. What do you mean painful sex? Who knew that one? Whoever right. thought that would happen? Oh my, you know, all the stuff that comes up right. and so that doesn't happen for men. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the range of services, right? So you kind of do some coaching with couples and then yeah. You also help with sexuality and some of these issues. Can you kind of describe the breadth and depth of the types of things you counsel on? Sure. Like my sexy, sassy and starting over system that I use for women is pretty much six parts. Like we'll start with, let's clear the canvas because you know what? So many of us have so much baggage from before, even if we've done the therapy and think we're fine, we're still starting to date and nervous and maybe our libido is not the same. We, you know, last time we dated, we were still menstruating and we had the juju and, you know, the, the biological imperative was still in place and all that stuff. And so things change. And so what I want to do is I use something called my completion process. It's um, a workbook and we go, you know, it's a whole thing that we go through together in my VIP day. It's, I call it, it's an immersion day to really dive deep, to clear the canvas so that we can add in to that um, the ability to, um, start over and have a clear right. canvas. Okay. Right. So that's, we always have to start with that. And that's number great. one, clear the slate. Got clear it. The, and then the past. Yeah. So what do you say? Like what's step two in the process? Step two in the process is to start. Um, I do a whole thing because I've studied with so many people and I've studied about the man woman dynamic so much. And I do tend to work with hetero people. Of course, I've worked with gay couples as well um, because communication is communication. But I do because I'm hetero and it's my background. I work with hetero people. And the bottom line is to um, really teach people how we as women can emasculate men with our communication and that, you know, men doubt themselves. We want to make sure we're always finding them right about their production cycles. And we need them to remind us that we're attractive in all the different ways that we are. Right. Personality, looks, whatever, because we doubt that. And so... We can. When when we doubt ourselves, we might doubt our attractiveness. But so I teach them some of the distinctions between men and women. And so many times, particularly powerful, successful women, that's emasculating out the gate for a man. Because <laughs> and as we get older and we're going back to dating after being widowed or divorced or whatever, it's a different game. We don't need a man to, to help us have children or raise a family. Right. We don't need a man for his money. We don't need a man's home. We have our own. I mean, it's it's a big deal. But you know what? Everyone wants to be needed and desired. Right. So we have to figure out how do we allow someone to, and those of us who are feminists, I had to learn how to allow a man to open a door for me because my mother drilled it into me. No, you can do it yourself about everything because, she, <laughs> because of her generation, you know? Right. So I've had to like, I have to stop myself, like allow him 
Don't rush ahead. Allow him. Well, and it's mirroring your partner and just being collaborative of what meeting them halfway of where they are, right? Absolutely. Everybody's different, but just finding oh, that or, 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 or just making it comfortable, which, you know, when they just grab the check, just say, would you like me to contribute? I'm always happy to let them grab the check. I'll tell you, Karina. I've never I had a problem too. with that. <laughs> I am too. But if I'm really clear that I don't have chemistry with someone, I will say to them, and they think they have chemistry and they're like being chivalrous. I will say, would you like me to contribute? Because I don't want any strange energy in something like that. So those are the kinds of things I coach on. Okay. So right. we, and I feel like if you haven't been in the dating game over a while, you wouldn't even know that, right? No, you so wouldn't like know really that. And deal. I can tell you, these are big deals and they're deal yeah. breakers right out the gate. They can be right. really without important. knowing the nuances of it. So, so, so and then I help people get completely. Yeah. The next product is how do you get completely clear about what you desire? Where did you settle in the past? You don't want to settle. What do you desire so much that you require it that you're not willing to settle? It's really easy if you're a young person and you want to have a baby and they don't, that's a deal breaker. It's right. obvious. But in these days of such divisive politics, if one person's really liberal and the other's really conservative, it's a no-go. Or right. for me, listen, at this age and stage of life, I want that person to be as intent on their health as I am on mine. That right. is a value. I don't want to be, what do they say about women? Being a nurse or a purse. Meaning yeah. <laughs> I'm signing up. I want to meet somebody who like me, even though I'm 67 years old, I don't act it or feel it. Granted, my left knee is old as my <laughs> Your Your left knee has something to say about it, but all the rest of you is gorgeous. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel awesome, but I want to be with a man who feels awesome too. I don't want right. to sign up for, ooh, like I've gone out with some guys who are my age or a little bit older and I'm like, oh, grandpa. And although I am a Grammy and really love being a Grammy, I don't feel like an old person. I play pickleball. I ski. I mean, I'm very athletic. Right. And so I want to be with somebody else who is too. So it's, so I'm talking about, let's get really Again, clear. Finding what, that match of what really aligns. Not only, you. Yeah. So it's not only your goals and your deal breakers. I mean, your must haves and your deal breakers. What are your preferences, but not letting a preference because you know what? I might prefer somebody has hair and prefer somebody skis, but if they don't have hair and if they don't ski, it's not a deal breaker. Right. I have hair exactly. and, I, and I can go. You have hair for two. <laughs> yes. So, my, so you know what I see what I mean by my point? We got to be very I careful for, to not have blinders, especially as we get older and as women. Right. So 100%. the pool is smaller. And then the other thing we want to do is we do go, I go deeply into the sexuality piece. I do work with couples, sometimes up close and personally about the sexuality because I've learned so much about orgasm and pleasure and the communication. Because, you know, the biggest sex organ is the brain, no matter how old you are. It's all about communication right. and all about getting in touch. You know, that especially older women who maybe had a sexless marriage after the beginning parts or whatever, the truth is our pleasure is our responsibility. So that right. means doing some research on your own to figure it out. Right. What turns you on? So we need to, and I sometimes call myself a concierge. I don't really like the word coach because I'm much more of a mentor right. than a consultant, but I'm a concierge because I'll go, Ooh, this is a great resource. Try this one, Aaron. And this is on YouTube. Here's a link. And you know what? This is the best book I found on this. Again, if you find something better and I should just tell you anybody who wants to go to my site, it's success appeal com sounds like sex appeal but it's successappeal.com and i've got some awesome freebies including my unbelievably cool artful communication which is to you know it's artful you want to use it from the bedroom to the boardroom and everywhere in between including with your children or grandchildren and it's things like this let's say your partner's touching you in a way that you don't like okay they're touching you and you're like 
you want to just go, oh, I hate that. You know, you, you know, I can't stand it when you use your nails. Well, obviously in that moment, I don't think that person was trying to piss you off. Right. I think they were just maybe not consciously touching you in a way that you liked. They weren't paying attention. Well, people don't pay attention to things like absent-minded professors. They lose their keys. I do not want to be touched by anybody who is not paying attention. But if I go, ew, they're going to go, ew, and go watch right. the game and slam More of a rejection instead of a conversation. How about something like this? Oh, honey, I love that you want me to feel good. Would you be willing to touch me a little bit more softly? Thank you. <laughs> what I did was I acknowledged them or appreciated them. Then I made a request that was possible for them to fulfill, right? And then I thanked them for hearing the request. I didn't wait for them to do it. Right. No, and it's I the same thing if you're a boss, you know, your your secretary or your 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 subordinate comes to you and hands you a memo at four o'clock and you said it was due by five. And you take a look at it. And I don't know about you, but a lot of young people cannot spell. And you look <laughs> at this thing and your and your gut reaction is, oh, you can't spell. And you really want to just lambaste them. But if you're a good manager, like a good partner or a good mom or a good grandparent, you would say, Oh my gosh, you got this in an hour early. Awesome. Appreciate. Hey, would you mind um, give, doing another draft and run it through spell check? Thank you. <laughs> Way better than you can't spell, you idiot. <laughs> oh, I got to keep that in mind. The next time I see something misspelled, I love it. So. Well, it's not just that or anytime with you. I mean, you have children. Anytime you want them to, hey, would you, um, I love that you cleared the table. Would you mind putting the dishes in the dishwasher? Thank you. Instead of, you're supposed to do the dishwasher, you idiot. <laughs> All okay, I can tell so you is it works. No idiot comments. I love it. So, so Karina, you know, tell me a little bit. Can you hold up your book again, Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over? Tell us about this. What's this book all about? Where can people buy it? Well, they can um, buy it on Amazon. And, um, oh, on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, just can go to Amazon for it. Um, but really, I wrote this book because I didn't have a roadmap. It's just a little, it's a roadmap. I wrote, I wrote it, I wrote it kind of, um, it's recipes for a sweet and savory life after divorce, but the recipes are metaphors, not food recipes. Okay. Got it. That is what the byline is, but basically like recipe to create your support network. It's a two page recipe. How do you create a support network? How about a recipe for what I just told you? Artful communication. It's right in the book. And you can go on my website and download the bookmark and print it out Perfect. and then laminate it. <laughs> I need to put it on the, on the big screen here. So yeah. I want to encourage everybody out there. I mean, Karina is incredible. And I know a lot of you in my audience are in the same spot starting over. Right. And so why not be sexy and sassy like Karina, grab the book and get a guide because I know a lot of people out there are, are struggling with this, right. And really trying to fit, find their way. And I really have found, um, in knowing you that your guidance is really supportive and really helps people kind of move to the next step. So I think that's like amazing. And so if if my, if our audience here were to, to approach you and say, okay, Karina, we want to get a consult. What would that look like? How would you get them started? Would you send them um, your Again, workbook? To fill no, out or no definitely not the book. The first thing to do would be to literally go to success appeal, just like it sounds successappeal.com. And you can see book a consultation. It goes right to my calendar. And we'll start by just jumping on a 15 minute call to find out what direction to go in. 
Okay. Right. Cause it might be just, but get my book. It might be, Oh, you and your partner, because I've been doing fat. And you asked me how I got my clients. I have a, um, you know, plant medicine's a really big deal these days, you know, um, guided journeys with psilocybin and ayahuasca. And I do have a psychologist friend, um, who is sending me clients that have done some really deep work. And then they realize they're not in great shape or their kids are launched and they need to have a new agreement between them, new parameters. And so I've been working with clients that he sent me and that's been just wonderful and fascinating and um, just referrals. So right. that's really fun. Um, I know your website is action packed with information, right? Free downloads. People can go on there to successappeal.com and get information and what I like about it, everybody out there is Karina will have that 15 minute consult with you yeah. and help you figure out what the next steps need to be. And I just feel like that's, uh, you owe it to yourself to get the 15 minutes, right? Just talk. And get well, at least that, because then I usually what I'll do is if it looks like they really want to be, they're a candidate for a three to six month program or they're as a couple, then we'll set up like a 45 minute to an hour zoom to look at, because I hire my clients like they hire me, meaning I don't want to work with anyone that doesn't, it isn't the right fit. But I also wanted to mention that I'm pretty excited and that's that I'm launching my own podcast. So keep stay tuned for Sexy Sassy and Starting Over podcast. And also I'm um, going to be doing a free summit. Some of you know about summits. Well, I'm going to be doing one. I, it's so new that I just came up with the name of it yesterday. So I have to read it. The name is the Sexy Sassy and Starting Over Summit, which is going to be proven expert tips for creating a juicy, passionate, sexually fulfilling relationship. And I'm going to have some really amazing experts on sexuality and other things. So now, is that going to be a Zoom workshop or will that that's be going to be, I'm going to be probably over a couple of weeks. I'll probably have 15 to 20 speakers and you'll right. be, it'll be free. There'll be a, some kind of a VIP upgrade, which will give you access to recordings. But, but for the free one, um, I'll be dropping them every every day, a couple of different ones, but so stay tuned. I'm going to be doing that um, by the end of the year. I haven't started the recordings yet, but really exciting. Excited. I mean, you, you don't slow down. We got a podcast coming. We've got a workshop coming. You've got your books out there. You're seeing clients one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and I know you're so active in your personal life too, but when you're not helping everybody fix things and getting on the right track, what do you like to do for fun? What's fun for you? Well, I just moved to Colorado and I'm a skier. Ah, yes. so I deal. got it, right? That so, is a big deal. And I play pickleball, which is a blast. And I go to physical pickleball now. What is, what's pickleball about? What's a, what's the hype, Karina? It's just, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It gets you out there running around. And for me, as long as I uh, keep going to physical therapy for my knee, I can play pickleball. <laughs> oh, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but that's really is fun. Skiing? Is the knee skiing okay? You're good out there? Yeah, oh, skiing's fine. Pickleball's more dicey because it's quick, rapid ah. movement. Skiing is, you know, I, my quads are really strong. I keep them super strong and that's what you need. So I'm How good. Wonderful that you got to be close to what you love. I love it. One reason I'm enjoying Colorado. Yeah. So, um, but I do, I love to travel. You know, I'm just back in the Bay Area with my grandkids and I'm going to be going to Mexico for a few weeks at the end of November. And one of the best things about um, what I do is I do most of it online. Right. So you can do it from anywhere. Yeah. I like the idea of doing it from Mexico. That sounds super fun. Oh yeah. I do that every year. That's yeah. perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, you just have such a full and wonderful life and providing Thank so you. much guidance out there. I think it's incredible. So for my audience out here, you know, would you mind giving us a couple of words of your wisdom or some words to live by for everybody who's out there? If you're just were to say, let me leave you with one or two things that 
could help improve your communication skills or your intimacy, intimacy skills, what would you tell us? Well, that artful thing is no small thing. So jump on successappeal.com and, and download that for yourself, okay? So artful is a really big deal. And then another thing would be your pleasure is your responsibility to get clear about that. And I mean from the bedroom to the boardroom to what you're going to wear to what you want to do. Only you know what lights you up or turns you on, whatever. Okay, so it's your job. So if we think somebody else is going to complete us or you know, give us what we want or be the better lover or whatever. You got to be your own best lover from the person. And you got to know what you want so that you can communicate that. So for me, if you can truly communicate, if you get in touch with what is are your desires and not settling, and then you know how to communicate that. And that's where someone like me might come in. Cause I say to people who've been married once, twice, one guy came to me, he'd been married three times. And I looked at him and I said, would you like the fourth to be your final dude? You were the common denominator. You just <laughs> might be time to wrap this up. <laughs> you just might need some new skill sets since you were the common right. denominator. And okay. so that's what I say. It's like bring in someone to help you. Right. You know? Well, and that's what you're there for. I think you're incredible. I love it. Good advice and words to live by. We all need to take accountability and responsibility. Want to encourage everybody. If you want a copy of sexy, sassy and starting over, Go online to Amazon and buy a copy of Karina's book today. And I know she has great information on her website, successappeal.com, and lots of free content on there that you can mm -hmm. download uh, that Karina makes available to you. We can learn about your workshops on there. And, and same with my social media. It's all success appeal, success.appeal, whatever. But Instagram, okay. there's lots of reels, dating tips, all that kind of stuff. Do's and I'll don't, red lights, green lights. Too. And remind us where you are on social. So you, where's your success.appeal at? Instagram. So on Instagram. And it's either Karina, I think it's Karina Solomon on, on Facebook and, and LinkedIn is Karina Solomon, but Success Appeal will find me. And also perfect. just go to just go to successappeal.com. You'll get to all my social media. Sounds oh perfect. Click on okay. icons. You can go there and click on the icons and we'll be ready to roll. Well, Karina, you're amazing, incredible Thank out there. You. Keep doing what you do. You're beautiful and bringing so much beauty to people's hearts and minds and, and their exterior as well. Uh, we appreciate you. So have a great day and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Erin. Thank you for listening to This is 65. Please subscribe to the Black Point Insurance YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow me, Erin Ackenheil, on LinkedIn and Facebook. See you next time.